Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Shot partially blocked by Brazil. That's another block. Hogs run the floor. There it is. Brazil with a one-hand slam. A block on one end, a dunk on the other. Arkansas by eight. Hey, welcome in. Glad you're here as we begin a new week on the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Wanker Realtors, the Griffin Company, albeit a day late. There's been a lot to absorb over the past 48 or 72 hours. And we're going to get into it today. You heard the basketball highlight a moment ago. Hogs won last night. They beat Old Dominion at Bud Walton Arena. Football dominates the discussion. And both are on the table today as we get underway. We'll start with basketball. 86-77. to The final over Old Dominion last night. It was an entertaining game for fans and a game that drives coaches crazy. If you like up-and-down basketball, if you like a free-flowing game, made three-pointers, acrobatic shots at the rim, this game had it. I mean, it really did. It was very entertaining from that perspective. If you like defense, if you like good old-fashioned basketball, not so much. This was must post-game. Defending without fouling, A+. Taking care of the basketball. I don't know if I've ever had a team only have four turnovers against a high steel team, against a team that plays four guards at a time and has great quickness. So taking care of the ball, A+. Defensive rebounding, double F. Transition defense, triple F. Guarding the three, there's no grade. It was so bad. So some good and some very poor. (laughs) I had to laugh a little bit. As, As Musk was saying all that, the further he got into it, the more I started laughing, not because what he was saying wasn't right, but because, man, that's the coach in him right there. You know, this is a game that by the time we get to March, we'll barely remember. But I do understand why he said some of the things that he said after the game. Now, here's the long and short of it for me anyway. They played Purdue in an exhibition game. The arena was full even though it did not count on the record, it was a very big game. The kind of games that all these players that came in here from the transfer portal want to play in. They came here to play in games like that. Ultimately, they came to play in the NCAA tournament, hopefully a Final Four, and then perhaps the NBA. And they feel like this is the best place for them to do that. And the cold, hard reality of the situation that they find themselves in, or found themselves in, I guess, last night, no matter what a coach says, these guys didn't come to Arkansas to play Old Dominion on a Monday night. It's just the truth. And these are games you have to get through. I know why Musk said what he said, and I don't disagree with anything he said. And I'll bet it's better on Friday night when they play North Carolina Greensboro. But I don't know that we're going to see the type of intensity that we saw in the Purdue game until they play in the Bahamas. I think we'll see it then. I certainly think we'll see it when they come back and play Duke. And then I suspect there may be a little bit of a lull, with the exception of perhaps the Oklahoma game, 
until they get into conference play. That's generally how it works. That's why sometimes teams stub their collective toe in late December and early March. We've seen it here. I've always believed that it's because sometimes you play these games in December. And yes, you may be playing a team that may end up winning the Big South. But if you're a baller, if you fancy yourself as a guy that's going to play in March, a guy that's going to command the big stage when the money's on the table, those are not the games you get up for. Hey, it's a win. They're 3-0. and They're going to play Friday night. North Carolina Greensboro against the opponent. Then they're going to go to the Bahamas. You know, they play eight games in November. They played three of them. They're going to play the fourth on Friday night. The rest of the games in November have the potential to be really good basketball games. And you're not guaranteed anything in those four games. You're not guaranteed anything over in the Bahamas. And certainly you're not guaranteed anything when you play Duke. So we are about to get into the stretch where I don't think we're going to have to worry about defensive intensity. Now there may be some execution issues, but I don't think we're going to have to worry about intensity anymore. Hey, those of you buying or selling a home, let me talk to you about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. You've heard me talk about my experience with them as both a buyer and a seller multiple times. You know, I remember the first time. I didn't understand exactly how inspections work. I didn't know necessarily about, you know, beyond just your traditional bank, what the best lending option might be. I didn't understand a lot of the things that had to go on. Fortunately for me, at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, they did. They became my source for all the sources that I needed to contact. In fact, they helped me and in some cases did it for me. And that's one of the ways that you get from contract to close. Whether you're a buyer or a seller, when you deal with a real estate professional, they understand all the ins and outs. They know where to go. They know who to ask. And they have answers for you. That was valuable to me. And I think it'll be valuable to you as well. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They're in Branson, Missouri now. And you can log on to WeikerGriffin.com. Give me them hogs with mustard, Chuck. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, let's talk football. You know, Jamie and I, when we got here, we, we were planning on coaching here until whatever that date was that we were going to go down to Hot Springs and call it a day. I'm not close to that year right now, and the plan is to get this program back to where it deserves to be. The truth is I'm not really sure where to begin on this, and I've struggled with that over the last couple of days. And I'm going to spitfire here for just a little bit, so bear with me. i got a lot of thoughts. Now, how they're going to come out, I don't know. But I guess we're about to find out. I knew when I left the stadium on Saturday night that Sunday had the potential to be a doozy of a day. 
I knew that when I wrapped up all the things I needed to wrap up at the stadium early Saturday evening and made my way to my car, I knew that what I just watched was going to be the topic of conversation in every bar in Arkansas until they shut their doors that night, whatever time it was, in every home before they turned off the lights, in every restaurant before they shut off the grill, and in every bar before they closed the taps. It was going to be the topic of conversation. And then the next morning when the good people got up and the church door swung open, I knew it would be the topic of conversation then too. And certainly it has been. I have to say, though, I don't know, and I've been around here a while. I've seen a lot of coaching searches. I don't know that I have seen a day when misinformation ruled the day the way it did on Sunday. Jimbo Fisher getting fired at Texas A&M Sunday morning really kind of started the fire. And if you follow college football in general, you know that as the morning progressed, he was at that point the only head coach that had been fired, but a lot of assistants. You know, the offensive coordinator Penn State, I think, had been fired. And there was some kind of report out of DFW that Kendall Bryles was going to get fired. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. And... You know, I was reading it, kind of like everybody else, and I thought, man, this is going to be some kind of day. And look, I'm not naive. I know that Sundays, after bad losses in Arkansas, and we can pinpoint a lot of when those Sundays were, I know that those days can turn into interesting days around here. So the morning progressed, and then I started seeing the internet chatter. Actually, I didn't read it. I got texts from people who were saying, is Pittman out? And I thought, oh, here we go. And so I started paying attention to some of it. It never made sense to me. The things that I read on Sunday, knowing what I know, never made sense to me. I never heard it from the people that I thought really knew. I will tell you the media game, those who cover the Razorbacks, it has changed a lot over the last 10 years. But everything that I heard and read on Sunday was reminiscent of every coaching search we've ever had here. The usual suspects. I mean, Gus's name, of course, came up. It always does. Um, There was information that a... You know, a decision had been made, sources say. But what I can tell you is that the sources that were the sources 10 years ago have no earthly idea what's going on right now. And I don't know how else to say it. Um, It was incredible to me on Sunday, uh, the misinformation that was out there. And I don't think I've seen a day like the one we saw yesterday, where people overreacted to that bad information. Um, You heard Pittman a few moments ago there. He wants to keep his job. Nobody willingly gives up a head coaching job in the SEC. This idea that, you know, you're just going to walk in and say, well, boss, I'm not getting it done. I'm going to give my money back. Nobody does that, and you wouldn't do it either. Nobody would. Uh, So don't expect that to happen. This guy's a competitor. He's fighting for his job. He wants to keep his job. 
Now, I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't pretend that I know what's going to happen. Um, and I don't believe anybody out there who says they do know what's going to happen. Hunter runs that athletic department. I mean, he does. And the one thing that I will say about Hunter Juracek, and I've, again, just like coaches, I've, I've seen a few ADs come through here, worked under some more directly than, than honestly I do under, under Hunter. But I've watched how they operate, and I've seen egos. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you Hunter Juracek doesn't have an ego. I'm certain that he does. But his ego is not such that he's got to tell everybody what he's doing. You know, some guys are so proud of what they're doing, they got to tell you about it. Other guys are so confident in what they're doing, they don't have to. I really do think he falls into that category. Um, he, to me, is someone who will make a decision independent of his personal feelings. That's his duty. And I think he will carry out his duty. Now, I also think there are some practical things at work here, and money's one of them. It does not grow on trees. Texas A&M situation, I think, has desensitized people so much to money. And sometimes it gives people the false idea that just because you're in the same conference that you're running the same financial circles. You know, Texas A&M, if, if spending money, if spending money was the answer, they'd be ranked number one in the polls. If hiring and firing coaches was the answer, we'd be in the top ten. So there's a lot more to it than just the simple answer. I get people's anger. And I realize right now, at the point that we've arrived at in Arkansas, if I don't get on the air and say it's time for Pittman to go, then I'm spouting the company line. I get that. I've been through this before. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't phase me. Here's what I'm concerned about. And I've listed some of these over the last several months um, on some of the radio shows that I've been on. I'm concerned about NIL money. I'm concerned Arkansas doesn't have enough. I'm not saying they don't have some, and I'm not saying they don't have enough to win but I'm concerned they don't have enough to win at the level that our fan base demands. Um, that's one of my concerns. I'm also concerned that we continue to do this over and over and over again, seemingly without the ability to get it right. I was counting to myself, and it seems like I do this every three or four years, how many head coaches I've worked with. This is my 17th year as the play-by-play announcer for the Razorbacks. I've worked with Houston Nutt. I've worked with Bobby Petrino, John L. for a year, Brett Bielema, Chad Morris, Sam Pittman. That's six, if you count John L. If there's a change, it'll be seven in 18 years. Now, no one's ever going to convince me that's a recipe for success. And no one's ever going to convince me that hiring and firing and hiring and firing and firing and hiring and just repeating the process is going to get you to where you want to go. Now, if you think that's the company line, that's fine. I don't care. I've just seen this fail and fail 
and fail. None of those coaches that I listed left of their own accord. None of them. Now, generally speaking, college football coaches don't leave of their own accord. So that, to me, is, is, is not entirely noticeable, but it is worth mentioning. And all of them, quite honestly, had some trouble resurrecting their careers when it was over here. Houston Nutt never became a head coach again. Bobby Petrino went back to Louisville after some success at Western Kentucky, and they fired him at the end because they weren't any good. The guy lost four or five games in a season with Lamar Jackson. I mean, can you imagine if that had happened at Arkansas? I mean, they're still talking about how Houston Nutt screwed up Felix Jones, Darren McFadden, Peyton Hillis. Can you imagine what would have happened here if we lost four games with a Heisman Trophy winner? My gosh. Bottom line is, Petrino's had trouble resurrecting his head coaching career. Jimbo Fisher hired him to save his job, and now they're both going to be looking for work. If Jimbo even is looking for work. I know Petrino will be. Bielema. Took a long time for him to land at Illinois. And that ain't the same as coaching in the SEC, with all due respect to Illinois. Chad Morris. He'll never be a head coach again, at least not at the collegiate level. Sam Pittman is probably going to retire when it ends here. Whenever that is, he's going to retire. So that's the cycle that we've been in. And somehow, some way, we've got to get out of that, if that's possible. And I'm not sure if it's stability. I'm not sure if it's going youthful. I don't know. I don't know at this point what the answer is. I do know recruiting base has a lot to do with it. And that's something we just can't do anything about. I talked about NIL a little bit earlier. I've seen no evidence that NIL or the transfer portal is ever going to shift the balance of power in the Southeastern Conference. In fact, if you look at the SEC and the Big Ten, the portal, neither the portal nor NIL has done anything to shift the balance of power. It's let some pretenders in some of the smaller conferences make themselves believe they're contenders for national titles. But in terms of the big boys, it's not done anything to shift the balance of power. And that's going to be difficult to do in the SEC. I think that's the reality. Now, does that excuse what we saw Saturday? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Auburn is probably a little bit better than Arkansas this year, but not 38 points better. A lot of the things we've seen this year – I understand very well why Razorback fans have been frustrated by it. I do understand that. And those things have to be corrected as we move forward. The conversation's not going to stop. We're going to continue to talk about this. I understand that all over Arkansas, this is the topic of conversation. That's not going to change over the next couple of weeks. Razorbacks have got to beat Florida International on Saturday, and then they play Missouri the Friday after Thanksgiving. I believe Sam Pittman's going to be the head coach in both of those ball games. Um, you know, beyond that, that's way above my pay grade. And I'm not going to pretend to you that I know. There are a lot of media people out there that will pretend to you that they know or that they've got a source that knows. As I said a little bit earlier, Hunter Juracek runs this athletic department, and he is a party of one. 
when it comes to things like this. We saw that in the basketball search. How many people had Eric Musselman on their bingo card? Maybe some. Maybe some who really watched college basketball closely had him on the card. But for the overwhelming majority of Razorback fans, they didn't know who he was. But they love him now, and they wouldn't trade him for anybody in the country. Hunter hired that guy. You're going to have to hope, I hope, I think we all hope, that he's got the ability to do that in football. It's harder in football. It's harder to get it right. If he does it, when he does it, he'll be doing something not many have been able to do. And I understand whatever he does, that um, Razorback fans are going to be ready, willing, and able to, to tell him what they think. All right, I apologize for being long-winded today, but uh, I got going there and I couldn't stop. I want to talk to you about the Bet Saracen app. If you've not downloaded it, you need to do so. There's a lot of games out there, a lot of SEC teams are playing basketball tonight. You've got football, obviously, later this week, some big ones coming up on Saturday. Some are kind of duds, but there are some good games out there. If you want to be the most informed, if you want to be the most prepared, you need to download the Bet Saracen app. Now, I know that there are Vegas odds, but I know if you're going to play them legally, you got to be in Vegas. And I know that there are a lot of national sports betting apps out there, but I know that there are laws in our state that keep a lot of them from operating within our state. So the Bet Saracen app really is where you need to be. If you've not downloaded it, do it today. It is Vegas, Arkansas style. They've got a how-to-play video. They'll get you ready to go at the Bet Saracen app. All right, that's enough talking for today. I'm winded. The Razorbacks play basketball on Friday night. There's going to be stuff happen between now and then. We'll uh, get back on schedule, greet you tomorrow. Hope you'll be around. Until then, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.